All right, what we need to know today is Liver Cancer Awareness Month is October, and it's now. So we are going to find out about the importance of liver screening. And on our hotline, we have Nadine Abajude, MD, Chief of Interventional Radiology and Director of Clinical Research at the University of California in Irvine. And how are we doing today there, Doctor? We're doing good? Yeah, thank you. Oh, my pleasure. So what do people need to know about liver cancer? That's something that people don't wake up thinking about, right? No. Um, I And that's part of it. It's a very silent cancer. It doesn't have a lot of symptoms until it's pretty advanced. Uh, and even when, even then, the symptoms are not very specific. You know, it's like weight loss or fatigue, um, nausea, vomiting, and pain. It's not very specific. So it's kind of a silent killer, and that's why it's really important to get screening, especially if you have high-risk factors. So what would be the high-risk factors? Um, so alcohol, mm-hmm. hepatitis, mm-hmm. Um, which can be transmitted from mother to child or via substance abuse of dirty needles, transfusions, unprotected sex. Uh, And another risk factor that's been emerging in recent years is fatty liver, uh, which has a strong association with diabetes or obesity, high cholesterol, and metabolic syndrome. Mm -hmm. So say somebody has diabetes and they're fatigued and they're nauseous, what do they do? They go to their, I guess, gastro doctor? Is that what they need to do? Uh, there are hepatologists which specialize in liver doctors, but I would start off with just even the, the primary care, just ask for a screening uh, for liver cancer. Uh, but ideally, yeah, either a GI doctor or a hepatologist if they yeah. can get. So, doctor, how do they do the screening? Do they, is it like an MRI or something? How does that work? It's actually pretty simple. It's an ultrasound and a blood test. Uh, is enough to start off. And if there's anything seen on the ultrasound, then we go into more advanced imaging, which is either MRI or CT. Uh, And liver cancer is actually one of the cancers that doesn't necessarily need a biopsy. If it behaves a certain way on the imaging, you can even just diagnose it based on imaging. Um, But the screening starts off with just a simple ultrasound and a blood test. Well, I'm glad we're talking about this to my listeners because... I am sure they have no clue about any of this right now. And again, so early diagnosis is key to a survival, right? Yes, it has been linked to improved survival. And, the, you know, anything you catch early, you can really treat with a lot better options than, you know, if, you're, if it's gone into more advanced stages. There are treatments for every stage of this cancer, and the treatments have improved in recent years. But catching it early is really the best thing. I know my father-in-law had kidney cancer, but they took out one, but he had another one. With the liver, you only have one liver, right? Yes, but they don't have to take out the whole liver. There's a lot of treatments that are curative but can be minimally invasive, what we call, or even limited. So resections, they can just take out part of the liver, uh, or they can do ablations, which is they put a needle and then burn the lesion in an area around it, which kills the cancer, and you still, yeah. Right. keep everything. So is there any chemo involved there or just what you just said? So um, for for early stage disease, it's curative options like ablations or surgery. In intermediate stages, that's where interventional radiologists like me come into play. And we can use needles or catheters, which is a fancy word for a small plastic tube, to go in and deliver therapies locally. In more advanced 
stage, it's actually immunotherapy and targeted therapy, and placentric and avastin are the standard of care. Uh, it's not the classic chemotherapies that one imagines. No, it's really immunotherapy and targeted therapies for this cancer that really have shown an improvement in overall survival. So, yeah, so talking about survival rate, so if it's caught early, what do you think, 90% survival rate, 80% over five years? How does that work? Yeah, so if it's caught early, it's more in the 70% over five years. If it's not caught early, it drops down significantly. Mm. Sounds like pancreatic cancer a little bit, the silent killer, because a lot of people, they wake up one day, they're in a lot of pain, they go to the hospital, they open them up, and they go, oh, geez, this is all over the place. But with something like this, can, can it, could, it, could it happen like that when it comes to liver cancer also? It, it can, but the difference is with, unlike pancreatic cancer where risk factors are not really known, here we know risk factors for liver cancer. And if the screening is pretty easy, um, so we should be able to detect it early. Uh, unfortunately, studies have shown that even patients w- with known risk factors, only 24% get the screenings they need. So patients know they have hepatitis C, that they have cirrhosis, and only 25% of them are getting the ultrasounds and, and blood tests they need to detect this cancer. And that's partly why it gets to be more advanced. So alcoholism, hepatitis C, if somebody is, uh, say, overweight, they have fatty liver, they're always tired all the time, that would be the first place to stop would be at their general doctor, I guess, their regular internist, and say, hey, what do you think? And have a discussion, right? That's the first place to go is have a discussion with the doctor, correct? Yes. Yeah. And if they have fatty liver, they should have, there's things they can do to try to reverse some of the fatty liver, but if, and if it's already, like, to the point where it's, Cirrhotic, there's they should get screenings as well, and so yeah, definitely starting off with um, talking to the doctor so that yeah. that can be done. Do you necessarily have to be overweight to have fatty liver, or you can get fatty liver just by eating pizza every day? Uh, we're still getting to learn a lot about fatty liver and how it develops. Being overweight is a risk factor for developing fatty liver, but there are other things from metabolic syndrome and, uh, as I said, dyslipidemia. Type 2 diabetes, so it's not necessarily being overweight. Okay, so there's a few factors that can be involved there. All right, is there anything else we need to know or just be very aware of these symptoms and be very aware of how to uh, go to the doctor to have this discussion and just be aware of it? That's what that's why we're doing it. October is a liver, uh, liver awareness, as I would imagine. So, yeah, it's... Yeah. yeah. yeah and liver- if you want more information, oh, sorry. If you want more information, I recommend againstlivercancer.com. It's a great website for education about liver cancer and screening, so you can find some of those um, written down. Gotcha. And to remind everybody that this is October Liver Cancer Awareness Month, and on the hotline we've been speaking with Nadine Abajude, and she's an MD, Chief of Interventional Radiology and Director of Clinical Research at the University of California in Irvine. Thank you so much for this information. We may have saved some lives today. You never know, right? Yes, I'm hoping we do that. No. I'm glad you joined us. Thank you so very much. Thank you. My pleasure.